You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 297 of Podcateers. This week, Mel hits the boarding pass lottery and finally gets to ride Rise of the Resistance. She tells us about the process she went through to get the boarding pass and her experience on the attraction. We also talk about the Disneyland app and some of the things we'd like to see incorporated into it. By the way, this episode was recorded before the news of Bob Iger stepping down as CEO of the Disney company, so we'll be talking more about that in next week's episode. If there's anything that you'd like to share about that situation or anything that we talk about, you can join the conversation by connecting with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for Podcateers or by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com 297. We'll share some of your comments about Bob Iger in next week's episode. We'll get this podcast thing going in a moment, but before we do, we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support in sponsoring this episode. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners just like us get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. To try FreshBooks free for 30 days, head over to gofreshbooks.com podcateers, and if they ask, hey, how'd you hear about us? make sure that you enter Podcateers. Again, we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support in sponsoring this episode. And of course, we can't kick this off without first sending a huge shout out to the FGP squad. If you're new to the podcast, the FGP squad is an awesome group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And it's that support that helped make these episodes happen. If you want more info on how you can be a part of the FGP squad, just head over to podcateers.com FGP. On that page, you'll find a link to sign up, some more information, some of the members of the FGP squad. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge, huge, huge thank you for your continued support. All right, it's time to light this candle, right? Here we go. This is episode 297 of Podcateers. Was that like the ASMR, like part of the episode? Welcome that to is... Podcateers ASMR. As we open a bottle of carbonated water flavored with tangerine and lime. Because as I've been wearing this contraption in my mouth, my mouth tends to dry out a lot more. And I tend to drool out most of what's in my mouth. So I have to keep hydrating over and over throughout the day. And I'm doing it right now with this flavored water. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored. That's why I haven't said the name brand yet. <laughs> it's actually not even name brand. This is like a like our local uh supermarket that's like the the store brand, but they're fantastic. I found these like tangerine lime flavored uh waters. Uh mm-hmm. they have an orange cream one which is absolutely that's- delectable (laughs) and i love them they're so fantastic low sodium calorie free and caffeine free so yeah i've been super happy but yeah i've been having to hydrate a lot more because i'm telling you this thing in my mouth i can empathize with anyone that's ever had to wear the retainer i know i talked Mm -hmm. about it a couple weeks ago but it's been so frustrating 
I'm telling you, just like in the middle of work, I'll be in the like process of explaining something to somebody. It's like, well, in order to do this, you want to do this, this, and blah, blah, and just start <laughs> drooling on the side. So, you know, that's what won my wife over. <laughs> I'm sure she's going to be like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's shaking her head right now. So I want to talk to you, uh, obviously, about a couple of things this week, but primarily about the fact that you had a chance to visit Galaxy's Edge and do something that we haven't been able to do before, and that's ride Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, I got to ask you. Yeah. How did you feel about seeing that short video of the child that we posted on Instagram? Dude, I still want one. Right. I still want one. It is so, so good. Like, this is better than the first thing that they, the first toy that was offered for the pre-orders. This is so much better, and I would so pay for it. It's just so seamless, the way that moves. Yeah, they did a really good job with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was a little skeptical, obviously, hearing that it was going to be this animatronic toy. But I don't know if it's going to come in the little bassinet that he, that he floats around in. But even if he doesn't, and even if it's an add-on or something, I think it's going to be pretty popular. Oh, yeah. You know, last year when The Mandalorian was released, Baby Yoda fever was everywhere, right? Right. Like, the child became like the best thing about the Mandalorian and they it was so odd to see Disney approach this particular IP the way that they did because normally you know they rush to market with toys with merchandise t-shirts and everything under the sun and in this case you know, I think they learned from the fact that with like Endgame and the other Star Wars films, mm-hmm. when they made the toys, people were snapping photos and posting them online and new Lee confirms new suits that they're going to be wearing for time travel. You know, so yeah. in this case, we didn't see a lot of that. They didn't send out these toys. They didn't make anything, any of this merchandise. And so when Christmas came, they had nothing. Right. You know, so now the New York Toy Fair was recently happening. And so now all these announcements have been made of all these Mandalorian toys and all these different sets of the child. Uh, There's some super cute ones where he's got like his little frog that he's eating and (laughs) one where he's got like his little bowl of the bone broth. Uh And that's really the one that I want. Like, I just want him to sit on my desk. So when people come ask me questions, like the child is standing there with the little bone broth bowl. Like, it's like a, a live meme, basically. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, what do you think? Like, do you think that it's too little too late? Or do you think that the child is still going strong and people will still want to buy these toys and collectibles? Oh, it's still going strong. Um, I mean, considering we're getting, you know, another season, Um, there are rumors that we're going to get up to five. But again, that's a rumor. We don't know. We know two for sure. Um, I mean, the memes. The memes are still going strong. So, yeah, there's definitely a love for this child. And I keep wanting to call it Baby Yoda. But, yeah, I mean, people are still going to buy it. Definitely. I mean, even this Christmas, I'm sure. Well, the animatronic that we saw actually doesn't 
come out officially until fall of this okay. year. Okay. So there are going to be some talking plush toys. There's going to be some figurines. Mm-hmm. Uh, the talking plush kind of made me laugh because you press his stomach or you press the top of his head or something like that, and it quote unquote talks. Mm-hmm. But all it it does it kind of like googling gurgles like a baby does, you know, like, oh, ooh, my God. Ah, like uh, all those baby <laughs> noises that it makes throughout the show. And in my head, I'm thinking, that's not talking. That's like, that's baby babbling. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but I guess to babies, that's talking. So, uh, yeah, that one isn't as expensive as the animatronic one, uh, which I believe is $59.99 if you pre-order it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some links over on podcateers.com if you guys want to check that out. Uh, We put links on Amazon to purchase all of the products. Uh, We do want to remind you that those are affiliate links. And so if you purchase using those links, we will get a small commission from Amazon as a thank you because you used our links to purchase. Um, Yeah, I think the one that I'm going to be getting is the one with the little frog and the one with the little bowl. Definitely, uh-huh. those are going to be the ones that I'm getting. I guess <laughs> the best thing about getting additional seasons of the show is that maybe we'll finally begin to get an official backstory for Yoda or yeah. Yoda's, you know, race or, you know, however you want to classify the child. Because I I remember at some point there was an entire backstory to Yoda and where he came from and who he trained with. And, you know, him and his buddy just wanted to be uh, like merchants or something like that. The only problem was that it was never Star Wars canon. It was part of the like expanded universe. When Disney decided, okay, we're going to scrap the expanded universe, only make what we've released official. Um, Now it's like... I, I forget it's like Star Wars Legacy or Star Wars like something like Legends or something like that. I forget I forget the official name of it, but it's still kind of out there, just not officially in Star Wars canon. Oh. So I think what the Mandalorian will allow us to do is really explore where Yoda yeah. comes from. And hopefully it gives us a sense of where the Star Wars universe is going to be going uh, in the future. So... Yeah, super cool to see that little animatronic. It gives me hope, obviously, that maybe we can see that in Galaxy's Edge. You know, I I think we kind of talked about it and how the timeline doesn't really permit it. Uh But what if Disney says, hey, look, we know (laughs) Galaxy's Edge isn't working all that well. Forget about the timeline. Let's just. Bring in the child. And then you have a meet and greet with Mando and the child the way that you have one with Star-Lord and Baby Groot yeah. at Walt Disney World. Oh, my gosh. That'd be great. Right? So If they're listening, if Disney's listening, can we have like a meet and greet p- kind of thing where it's like a family photo? <laughs> and we're yes. just like in the middle? <laughs> yes. I would love that. <laughs> I'm I'm so for that. It's not even funny. I'm all about that. Uh, and I didn't think I was going to get into this whole, like, baby Yoda craze, right? I thought mm-hmm. the pictures were cute, and I definitely liked seeing the interactions and, you know, how this bounty hunter just kind of, you know, like, has a heart of gold all of a sudden. And is yeah. taking care of this little child that you know he doesn't want to see harmed. How that story is going to play out is also really cool. So, 
if you don't have Disney Plus, I mean, we don't get anything for, you know, pushing Disney Plus, obviously. But if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, you need to do it. It's so good. Yeah. I'm I'm a casual Star Wars fan, and I loved it so much. So much. Back to the ASMR part. <laughs> <laughs> I try to like stay calm and quiet. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about your trip to Galaxy's Edge. Also, we want to talk a little bit about the Disneyland app and the Play app. Uh, Melissa's going to be talking a little bit about that later as well. Uh, so before we jump into any of that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. Today's episode is brought to you with support from FreshBooks. You know, many years ago, I started doing some freelance work, taking photos for businesses, realtors, engagement sessions, and family photos. One thing that I always struggled with, though, was finding a good solution for invoicing, and that's where FreshBooks came in. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. They offer super simple solutions that let you create and send professional looking invoices in seconds. On top of that, FreshBooks offers great ways to track time worked, create estimates and quotes. You can run reports to see how you're doing, process payments, and if you ever have any questions, their award-winning support team is there to help. If you're always on the move, don't worry. FreshBooks also has easy to use mobile apps for iOS and Android. Getting started with FreshBooks is extremely simple. You can try it free for 30 days by going to gofreshbooks.com slash You can also find a link in the post for this episode on our website. Also, make sure to enter Podketeers if they ask you how did you hear about us. If you're looking for a way to help your business grow, help you with invoicing and billing, get organized and more, FreshBooks is there to help. So give it a shot and check out some of the great features that FreshBooks has to offer. That link again is gofreshbooks.com slash podcateers. It's time to get back to the show, but we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support. All right. Uh, Before we continue and before we jump into anything else, I do want to remind you that we are getting super close to March Mayhem for 2020. Uh, If you're listening to this episode on launch day, you've probably already seen the post on our Instagram stories or on Instagram. I'm super excited because this year uh, I actually decided that we needed an official logo for March Mayhem. Mm -hmm. You know, the last couple of years, we kind of threw something together and it kind of worked and it was fine. But... You know, we've gotten a lot of comments that people enjoy March Mayhem and they oh, like yeah. the the brackets that we've been putting together. This year, I'm super excited because we're doing the different eras of Disney films. The bracket is going up this week. Stay tuned to our Instagram stories because that's where the information is going to drop first along with our Instagram account. But I love the new logo. Yeah. Uh, not just because I created it, but because no, I you did, feel like... You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just felt like it needed something that really represented what it was. Take a look at it on Instagram. Please help my fragile ego and tell me what you think. (laughs) And if you don't like it, don't say anything. But if you like it, you know, leave those likes, leave those thumbs up or whatever you want to leave 
But yeah, it just felt like it needed that sports touch to it. You know, yeah, sports. It's totally next level. It just looks so professional. That's the best part. Thank you. Uh, I'm pretty happy with how it came out. Uh, and I'm super excited to get this thing started. So just days after we launch this episode, we're going to get started with March Mayhem. We're kicking it off on March 2nd, 2020. Again, stay tuned to Instagram because through our Instagram stories is where you're going to be able to vote for your favorites and help them advance. More information is going to be coming up on which matchups will be happening when. Again, the bracket will be released this week via Instagram. And check out the logo in the Instagram post, in the blog post, and on Instagram. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, Okay, so without further ado, obviously... Let's talk Ooh. about your trip to Galaxy's Edge because obviously you're the only one that's been on uh, Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. I talked about it a little bit last week in the FGP part of the episode, I think, that I was kind of diving into the mechanics of how certain things were made for Rise of the Resistance. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's kind of this mod podge of different attractions and the technology of different attractions. I mean, I kind of know a lot of what happens now. So it was a really bad rabbit hole for me to jump into. Yeah. It's so interesting to me that I couldn't help myself. Uh-huh. So now I kind of know what happens before I've even been on the attraction. So uh, from the point that you got there, Tell us about the process, getting the pass and everything. I want to hear it all. Ooh, okay. Um, well, let's see. Day started at um, 6 o'clock when I got to the booths. <laughs> I have never been inside the parking lot before the booths open. Never wow. have. This was the first time, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like the fourth car in this lane. This is nuts. Um, so waiting for that to happen. Um, it was actually a breeze from there to security and to get into the line. The only first thing that kind of got me scared was a uh, magic morning happening that day. So they're letting everyone from the hotels first, which is normal for magic, um, you know, magic mornings and whatnot. And we finally get to go in i want to say 7 30 is when they start letting the rest of us in we made it in i want to say within 15 minutes to spare so i've been hearing a little bit about try to go to a place that doesn't have a lot of people because of reception it just depends on who you have we had a plan we were like okay we're gonna try there's three of us we're gonna go and try to get one person first have that person try all three of us um i want to say two seconds after the next person two more seconds after let's try one more person just to see what our chances are now getting up to the five minute mark you could kind of see like everyone getting in their you know their places whether it's by city hall whether it's by the train station um the side gate by mad hatter because we can't really go forward in Main Street. That's, you know how that's, uh, you know, cut off. Yeah. So you kind of have to be like, all right, where can I be? That That's the only thing. Nothing 
would ever prepare me for the minute before and the minute after eight. No one has said anything about this. Or maybe I haven't heard. I do live under a rock, I guess. <laughs> so the minute before everyone's on their phone, the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to be on the app before it turns eight. That's the one thing I will say. I, I will stress out because it won't it won't automatically um, update for you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we're waiting. We're seeing on our, you know, our phones, da-da-da, 10 seconds, da-da-da, 10 seconds. Okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. I'm starting to get anxious. You could feel it. You could just feel it. And this is the most creepiest I've ever, the creepiest thing I've ever experienced at Disneyland. Silence. Literally silence all around you. And the minute it turns 8 o'clock, it's just quiet. And then all of a sudden you hear, yay, I got this. Yay, I got this. You could hear people getting their passes. And we're just like, oh, my God, we're not getting anything. This is crazy. My reception dropped. And we're like, oh, no, oh, no. And after all of that, we managed to get boarding pass 110. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make peace. (laughs) I'm going to make peace at this point. So for boarding pass 110, like what was the estimated time to, to ride the attraction? Um, they said it's about 10 groups per hour. So we're looking, we were looking at about nine to 10 hours. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. But throughout the day, I mean, the numbers were going up. So it seemed like, you know, the, the attraction never went down, which is great that yeah, day. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, we, we get that. We're like, okay, let's plan our day. No problem. Let's just do this. You know, let's just go with the positive headspace. Let's just enjoy our day. And, you know, we start off, we start riding the rides and this and that. And then we get off of Small World. That was like our third attraction. Go to the restroom, you know, just to check to see, you know, let's just check. Mm-hmm. We're checking just to see what the um, the boarding group numbers are. We're just keeping an eye out. I kid you not. This is probably the most rare thing that's ever happened. That'll probably happen. I've never heard this happen before. We magically got moved up to group 38. Wait, from like 110 yes. down to 38? Yes. I don't know how. I don't. I, I, I wish I knew. But luckily, we were like on the side by the restrooms. We were just like in that moment of shock again that we had encountered at eight o'clock. Like we were just like, what is this? Like, this is crazy. Okay. Um, cool. We're going to roll with it. And my day is already done. This is perfect. I can't believe this, this is happening. And so we're waiting, we're looking and it took us about, I want to say, I want to say we rode at two okay we rode at two and i did not know this either once your boarding group is called you actually have two hours to come back oh yeah Mm -hmm. which is really good i was like okay i didn't know this i i went in trying to not know 
or trying to know as little, if that makes sense, as little yeah. as possible. I didn't want to know anything. <laughs> Listeners, you've heard, like, I was a little worried because I had seen pictures. So I was kind of scared that that was going to ruin everything. Um, I could say that is not the case. That is strictly not the case. If you've seen pictures online, you're going to be okay. Um, I didn't take any pictures. I didn't take any video. I wanted to just soak this up as much as I can. Because heaven knows I ain't getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning again for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) That was the hardest part was dedicating. You're like, you have to do it. Um, I think overall, okay, let's go back to the security part. That's not a problem. Um, you want to get to the parking structure, I want to say, before 7. Definitely before that. If you could get there be, mm, 6.30, you won't get traffic. After 7, like, I want to say 7-ish, it, it, was got, it got really bad back there. And the park was really opening at 8 on Sunday, right? Or 9? I went on Saturday. Oh, so what, what time did it open? At 8 or 9 that day? 8. At eight, so mm-hmm. magic hour was seven to eight. Mm-hmm. So they started distributing boarding passes at eight o'clock. Yes. Uh, oh. Okay. It took a minute or two to find out where we were first originally at. That's how fast they went, and I was like, "This is insane!" A month after. And I, I think I talked about it in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like one or two episodes ago where my brother had gone down there. He was on the tram just minutes before 8 o'clock as well. He gets through the turnstile and 8.01, 8.02, everything was out already. Just yeah. within a couple of minutes, he did not get a boarding pass. And yeah. he was so bummed. Oh, it was the day of my birthday that he went because he kept messaging me saying, Aww. hey, what are you doing? Get out of work. Come join me. Let's go have a drink. And I couldn't leave work. Uh, especially considering that that's how I celebrated that birthday week by getting all the dental stuff done. Yeah. So I, I couldn't leave that day. Uh, but yeah, he said that within a matter of m- just minutes, mm-hmm. like everything was absolutely gone. Mm-hmm. Um, walk us through the process exactly. Like, what did you see once you launched the app? Like, what did you have to hit? How did you add people? What was that process like? Okay, so once you open up the Disneyland app, you know how you automatically see um, the window for Rise. And there's a little bubble that says find out more. Mm-hmm. So at 8 o'clock on the side, you'll see a button that says join uh, group. Oh, okay. Or join uh, boarding group. And you just click on that. You just keep clicking, keep clicking the moment it turns 8 o'clock and then just hope that you get something. Um, once you do that, and let's say you do get a boarding pass, um, you could always go back to that window where it says find out more, and then you'll get another one that says um, my status. So it'll tell you your group. It'll tell you what the group numbers are. Um, and then what's cool is that you have your, um, okay, like in mobile ordering, you know how you have the green um, bars that go across? Yeah. Okay, so you have that to kind of tell you um, when you're close, like when it's coming up. So you kind of have a virtual queue, basically. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Once you see that, you just go up to them, um, show them, scan, and you're right on in. And it's it's true. Once you get into the attraction queue, it it just begins. Like you're just taken away. 
which is weird because part of it is outside and I still couldn't even, I was still thinking in my head, I'm still here, but I mean, I'm not at Disneyland. Yeah. It had that effect on me. That's awesome. Yeah. They did. I mean, I've seen a couple of pictures of the queue itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the the little bits that they've added to separate it, like for the resistance base that you're walking into, mm-hmm. uh, it's gorgeous. Like it's yes. officially one of my favorite parts of Galaxy's Edge. Like there's some particular water stuff happening there that I just like. Ah, I love this yeah. part. Um. So, how did you? How did you add who was in your boarding group? Or were you able to select, like, who I wanted to ride with? Yes. And you know what we did? <laughs> um, we went ahead and we took screenshots of everybody's uh, passes that we have, took them off, so that when we come back, we would only have us three. And then I would add them off, you know, after so instead of having to scroll through and pick who was going to be there just mm-hmm. to cut time, we just had our three passes. That was it. What do you mean? Okay. So you know how if you have your whole family and maybe you could have your friends, you could link uh, their passes up? Well, yeah. You guys are linked in our app and we're in your mm-hmm. app. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so familiar with that part of it. Basically, what I did is I deleted everyone else's app or app, their passes. So that I would only have our party that was there. Okay. To kind of shave off any time or um, anything. So it's just there. It's automatic. It's not. Um, so if oh. you only had you, then it would just be you. But if you had your family and everyone scanned, they're on it too. Oh, so anyone that gets scanned in uh-huh. to the park that day is officially part of your party. Yeah. Because oh, you're connected to them. Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay, that was one of my biggest questions because, like, if everybody goes in and they try to add, you know, Mm -hmm. your group, what happens if, you know, all of a sudden, you know, five people in your group of eight get a boarding pass and the other three don't? Like, how do you go in and add those other three people? That is awesome. I'm glad that they did it that way. And there's no way that you could get another fast pass. Fast pass or boarding pass? Boarding pass. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, <laughs> so wait, what, how? Well, no, I got worried. I was like, wait, what does this have to do with fast pass? Okay, so I guess maybe the reason that you saw such a jump was because, and this is me like trying to put this all together, right? Because uh-huh. 110 to 30 something is a huge jump. Yeah. And so I'm trying to piece together what I think happened, and here's what I think happened. I think the Disneyland app takes into consideration everyone that's there, everybody puts in for the boarding pass, and that person is assigned a boarding pass along with everyone in their party. Mm -hmm. However, if there are eight people in that party, now there's eight reservations or boarding passes that were done. If you're only allowed one that day, the first person to have gotten a boarding pass... Uh, is essentially now the person that's reserved that spot for the rest of the people, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that now, all of a sudden, there's 56 extra spaces available to assign to other groups. And so I think through process of elimination and all those extra boarding passes, they start to weed out all the duplicates and they start reassigning 
you know, how everyone else is, is going to board. So, again, this is just conjecture on my side. I don't know how it functions. Yeah. But how you explained it and that huge jump makes me feel like that's how they're guaranteeing that you don't get more than one boarding pass a day. It could be. I mean, trust me, we were we were thinking of all the situations, scenarios, how this happened. We're like, we just, yeah. Yeah. It, so that means that you can't write it more than once a day. Yeah, you can't. Wow. Yeah. What an interesting way to approach this attraction. And then we thought about this afterwards is that this is never going to have a standby. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, unless they do away with this after six months or something. But because I was reading a little bit about the, the queue itself. Mm-hmm. And I think the virtual queue only guarantees as long as the attraction or if they've buffered in time for the attraction to break down, basically. So part of the two hour time frame is to allow for a full reboot. Because if Rise of the Resistance goes down, it's a one-hour reboot for that attraction. Oh, yeah. So you have to uh, allow enough time for people to still ride if they had a boarding pass. So from what I understand, only up to, I think, boarding pass 80 or 81 Mm -hmm. is kind of guaranteed to get on as long as they don't have a major malfunction. Yeah. And then after that... They don't guarantee that you're going to get on because they want to make sure that everyone in those first like 80 groups are getting on the attraction. So, yeah, I I don't know if this is going to be like a permanent thing or if this is just like the first six months to a year so that it's a little more fair. And then one day they'll go back to standby. But I don't know. This is a really interesting way to approach this attraction mm-hmm. i don't think i would like to see this on any others but then again i haven't experienced that i think the stress of having to be there so early to maybe get the boarding pass is the one reason why i don't think that i'm like totally hurting and stressed out about not getting on the attraction because it's hard for me to just get up on time you know now oh like, yeah i don't want to have to get up super duper early to risk maybe not getting on the attraction. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that, that's awesome. I'm glad that you had a, a chance to in, like finally actually write on it. Uh, tell us about the experience. I did not cry. <laughs> I thought actually, you were going to. No, I, I think I was just so taken back by everything and – Hold on, hold on. Even before I even say this, I have to say kudos to the Imagineers. I need to say that first and foremost because, oh my God, um, I didn't have expectations, but oh my God, did they really, really top themselves here. Yeah, I was like, they're listening. I got to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate everything and the time that, you know, that we waited. It's worth it. It, it is. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I I went off on a tangent. What did you ask? No, no, that's great. No, uh, well, I was asking, you know, how how did you feel about the attraction, obviously, but what did you mm. think of it uh, as far as what you saw, what the experience felt like? Because, you know, we, we I did mention how this is, you know, a combining of different technologies from a lot of different attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
did it feel seamless all the way through? Did it feel like, oh, they took that from this attraction? Oh, they took this technology from that attraction? Or were you just so distracted with everything happening around you that you didn't even get a chance to think about that? Uh, Kind of both. Kind of both. I'm not going to name the attractions because that's going to give it away. I'll name them. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say um, I did see like maybe one or two similarities. The rest, I was so blown away. Like, um, I'm I'm not I'm not too hard to please, but this was like, man, just everything was seamless. If we thought Hondo was awesome, um, uh, what's the best? What's another thing? Um, okay, this is the best way I could describe feeling inside. You know how we often talk about how we're inside Batu, and it just feels that we are just on another planet. This attraction literally takes my soul out and just puts me on another place. Like I am somewhere else. I am not at Disneyland. Like that's how good this thing is. Like it's just so immersive that you forget this is an attraction. You kind of feel like you are there at the present day. That's that's the best way I could say it Damn, without awesome. saying anything. You know, I've been trying to figure out, knowing what I know about the attraction, mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure out, you know, when I finally get on this thing, like, how am I going to describe it to people without giving away stuff? And I, I feel like what it comes down to is I would describe it as this is an attraction that, like you said, is fully immersive, mm-hmm. but... It's unlike anything else because there's an entire story that happens before you're even on the attraction. Yeah. You know, and that story that happens prior to you even writing is what helps you feel like you're living this thing and not just getting on an attraction. And I I think that the running time is close to 20 minutes for the entire experience. Mm -hmm. This is not an attraction. This is an experience. Yes. Right? Yes. And uh-huh. uh, again, this is without even writing it. This is just knowing what I know about the attraction now. Uh, so I, I'm like anxiously awaiting the day that I finally get a chance to ride this because mm-hmm. I'm going to lose it. Just <laughs> knowing what went into it, knowing yeah. what the Imagineers did, I'm going to lose it. I'm not the biggest star wars fan but i'm a fan of the technology that goes into creating these attractions and just kind of reading about it i gotta tell you i'm like keep it pg hazen keep it pg (laughs) oh anyhow super excited about it okay awesome well, I'm waiting for the day that it finally happens. I don't know when Gavin's going to finally get a chance to write it. Like, one, he's been sick. Two, yeah. he's been traveling so much for work recently that, you know, it's been difficult for him to get to the parks and even record. Yeah. But uh, hopefully we'll both ride the attraction soon and we'll be able to alleviate this. And then we can do like an FGP episode where it's like on the side and we can just Boil away because, <laughs> I mean, you, you only listen to what you want to listen to, right? But mm-hmm. uh, I need to get to there. Yeah. you Just don't take pictures. Don't take videos. If anyone's going to go do this, soak it up. 
and soak you know, it up. Seriously. That's going to be the hardest part for me. Especially I know. knowing that I may not be able to get on this attraction again for a long time. I know. I, I did the same thing. I, I didn't even text anyone. I was like, nope, I'm going to be present. I'm going to just take everything in and this and that and study all the details. That's all awesome. the details. All right. We're going to have to keep, keep talking about this after we're done recording. <laughs> I'm like, I'm flipping out over here. So, <laughs> uh, let's move on because my, my curiosity is going to make me start asking questions that I don't think people want spoiled. So... All right. Um, Before we continue, this is actually great because we kind of already began to touch on the Disneyland app itself. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. But before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a wonderful group of folks known as the FGP Squad. The FGP Squad is a group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And if you want to become part of this exclusive group known as the FGP Squad, it's super simple to join. Start your journey by going over to podcateers.com FGP. There you will find a little more information on how you can sign up and you'll get uh, exclusive content. You know, we usually record a little more content as part of the Armchair Imagineering episodes that go up on patreon uh we're planning some giveaways i know i owe you guys some i'm so sorry i'm gonna get on that very soon <laughs> again if you're interested in becoming a part of the fgp squad head over to podcateers.com fgp and to all of the members of the fgp squad i just want to say thank you thank you thank you for your continued support uh okay so the disneyland app and the disney play app do you want to talk about it a little bit before we jump into just general conversation about it yeah totally all right sweet little rundown (laughs) awesome all right so we've you know we've had a chance to play with the disneyland app and the disneyland app while visiting the disneyland resort um so far there's been a good number of changes um since it's made its debut so i'm just gonna quickly just touch up on that and then we'll just get to some ideas and hope right. that they'll implement them because they listen that's what we've heard we love you guys <laughs> so in the disneyland app um you know we get the information of park times restrooms first aid kiosks and you know where we what we usually find on a map um since this debut a few years ago we've had you know, like I mentioned, a good amount of changes. For instance, mobile ordering. Huge, huge thing. Mobile ordering allows you to order your food ahead of time, you know, without waiting in line. One thing to know is not every uh, every location has the option yet, um, but it's still well worth it if you find a location. Uh, try it out. It's pretty stress-free. It's awesome. The only thing that's downhill about it is that basically not being able to order everything that you want on the menu. That's the little rough part, um, especially if there's something brand new. Um, Usually seasonal offerings run out fast or they don't have them available. But like I said, the rest for mobile ordering, you could get your Dole Whip. Can't complain about that. So, Um, And then also, of course, you don't have to wait for a table. You could just do it at your table if you guys wanted to. Um, also in the app, we could also grab Fast Passes if you have Max Pass. Max Pass was added in 2017. 
And it's been a game changer for some of us. Uh, I mean, or whoever has had it. If you've experienced it, you would understand. It's really, really cool. Um, there is a price for $15 per person. And this also includes unlimited photos from PhotoPass as well as attraction photos, which is really neat. I don't think I don't think I mentioned this, but in order for a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance, you do not need Max Pass at all. Oh, that's just, good. Yeah, I I was like, let me just double check. I I couldn't remember, and because I have Max Pass already, I just thought, oh, maybe you do, but nope, you do not. That's awesome. In the Play Disney app. This is the app that you get to play within the Disneyland Resort and the Walt Disney Walt Disney World Resort. We get to interact within the parks, whether they're new experiences to old-time classic attractions like Esmeralda on Main Street or Fortune Red in New Orleans Square. Along with those additions, we get new games in the attraction queues while waiting in line for Peter Pan or while waiting to board a Jeep in the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. With the help of Bluetooth technology, we've been able to do that um, and actually track how many times you've been on the attraction. And there was a time where you were able, or I believe you can unlock pins for this. And I remember they did this for um, Haunted Mansion Holiday. Yeah. That was really cool. I didn't yeah. get any pin. <laughs> I was bummed. I was missing one out of all of them. No. Yeah. Man. <laughs> now, with all these fun, uh, all these fun additions, you can also test your trivia games. You know, your knowledge, listen to the music of the land, or even learn a little bit of history. What you can also do is work on many bounties for Hondo Onaka and interact with many items found in Galaxy's Edge for bounty rewards, which I have not tried yet, but I will. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't had the chance to do it, but I've seen it. It looks pretty cool. Looks like a lot of fun. So as we talked a little bit about the apps, now this is where we're going to just step in and kind of give a little bit of suggestions um, or something that we would like to just add. There was something that I thought about, and I don't know if you mind if I go ahead and I say what I think should be there. No, by all means. <laughs> okay, so this was the first one that I thought was should be added. Parking accuracy. Oh, yes. <laughs> to be able to get real life info on parking lots. To know when the parking structure is closed. To plan ahead because there's a lot of us that come to the park. Like let's say after 3 or after 4. Sometimes you want to just drive to Mickey and Friends or um, Toy Story lot or Pumbaa lot. Whichever lot. And sometimes the lots are closed. So I mm -hmm. think it'd be really, really awesome to be able to look around and be like, okay, this is closed. This is a red light. This is a green light. I'm going to just go here just to give you like that extra um, kind of like to plan ahead just to make everything just much more efficient. That's definitely something I would love to see at the Disneyland Park app. Just help us out with traffic because I've been there where Mickey and Friends is closed and it's like, no, 
another 30 minutes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that would be huge. If they could add that where it somehow picks up that you're in the structure, mm-hmm. like that would be fantastic. Or maybe like just... Because I know that the Twitter account sends out general updates, but it's usually Mickey and Friends is now closed. Mickey and right. Friends is now open. Like, if you could, like, somehow see Mickey and Friends currently has 80 slots available on the floor that we're currently sending everybody to. Like, yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome because, you know what? I've... <laughs> I've driven past Vicky and Friends and did not see a tweet. And then I tweet them and be like, hey, Mickey and Friends is closed. Mm -hmm. Did you, you know? know? <laughs> you know, there's actually, this was several months ago now because mm -hmm. uh, this was before not having gone to the park since December. But there was a couple of times late last year where I was getting ready to go. And mm -hmm. I remember seeing the tweet and thinking, I'm not going to drive all the way down there to not get parking. And I just didn't go because of that. Yeah. So, yeah, if there was a way to have a better reporting of the parking spots, that would be great. Oh, totally. And then I was going to ask, what do you think about the Easter egg hunts or the Valentine's Day hunts? Being able to purchase that on the app, do everything, and then check in afterwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had something so similar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, so the way – and you know what? This is funny because we're not armchair imagineering these apps at all. These right. are just kind of ideas that we've had. But remember a long time ago there was an episode where we talked about how we wanted the Disneyland app to have some kind of like – or I, I mentioned that I would like it to have like some kind of virtual reality element to it where yeah. it's like kind of like Pokemon Go and it's AR. You're trying to catch Tinkerbell and all that stuff. Uh -huh. So my family and I, like the boys love to do these Easter egg hunts, right? Almost mm -hmm. every year we get a chance to do them. And usually we only choose one park. I don't think we've ever done the Downtown Disney one, but we usually choose either – California Adventure or Disneyland. And we kind of go from there. Um, and I would have loved or I would love for them to implement, like you said, an, a version of that in the app where if you hold your phone up to the egg and you click it, like the character mm -hmm. pops out of the egg and says hello to you and interacts like an AR form. Yeah. And you can kind of take a picture of it like in Pokemon Go. Like you stand next to it and they kind of appear and you can like pose with them or something. Like I think that would just be a sweet addition to the app. Right? Oh, man. And then for the Disney Play app, I was like, oh, let's just add little bitty things I, I really love what it's done and what it's offered so I really don't think they need much but I was thinking you know I don't have snapchat I don't use Instagram for filters so why don't we have fun photo filters and actually digital photo I mean digital <gasps> postcards I love this like every land would have their own specific and it's like you know what just a simple thing doesn't have to use AR. You could just take a quick picture. It's on there. Click, click. Done. And you it's can send of, it out. It's kind of like the virtual version of the cast member standing outside with those foam signs that you hold up, right? Yes. 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 Oh, my God. That's <laughs> such a great idea, Mel. That I would love to see. 
Ah, especially considering that those lines to hold up that sign usually go down to like 20 minutes of standing there. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. That's a great idea. I'm totally digging it. Little things like that. Like I said, the app does everything else. So yeah, it's just little stuff. That's why I was like, no, nah, I don't think we need to do too much Yeah. ideas or whatnot. So, I mean, I had a, a small handful of them as well. Like, they're mm-hmm. more enhancements than they are anything. Like okay. you said, so Disneyland, I mean, it's hard to believe that this app launched in August of 2015. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had it now for almost five years. And since then, you know, Disney has done what Disney does and they've made it better. Like, mm-hmm. every time that they update it, like, it's better and better. Um, we won't mention the little snafu with iOS 13 last year, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it happens. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the app is just so well made. Like, the graphics are gorgeous. You know, it just it's a beautiful representation of what the park is. A couple of things I will I will say about the app is if you've never had a chance to explore it, do yourself a favor and go through the different features, especially if you're planning a trip to the park. Because from from like where First Aid is to where cast members are to where characters are to attraction times, it can get down to where the water fountains are. Yeah. If you use the little search uh, loop down in the menu bar uh, towards the left-hand side, you hit the search bar, you enter something at like water fountain. It'll bring it up. It'll say find it on map, and you get all the little locations around the park that have water fountains. Same for, you know, any of the bathrooms that – you need assistance with or you know you need family bathrooms if you need first aid like all of that stuff is in the app it's Mm -hmm. super fantastic so when i think about how to make this app better um you know one of the primary things that you see when you hit the map is like a drop down up at the top where you can select dining, entertainment, attractions, and it kind of categorizes everything for you to the major things, right? Mm-hmm. But for instance, for attractions, one thing that I would love to see is they have a show list feature up in the upper right-hand corner, like when you're in the attractions part of it. Uh-huh. I would love to see a feature where you can sort by wait time. Because instead of scrolling through everything to figure out, like, well, what's lowest, what's highest, if they had a sort by wait time, that would be a great way to just be like, "Uh, we're closer to this and this is only a five minute wait or a 10 minute wait. Let's quickly do these and then move over there. Yeah. Um, Or uh, in the same attractions thing, like if you're looking at that list, um, generally it it has like fast pass available. And mm-hmm. then you can click on the little fast pass icon when you click on the attraction. Maybe if it had like a little shortcut where you can hold your thumb down on the attraction name and it auto adds like a fast pass for you, kind of just like a shortcut. Oh, so that's cool. More gestures than anything else. Yeah. Uh, so I think those would be some additions to like those menu things. Uh, and the other thing that I would add to the menu is sub menus. So, for instance, if you select the menu up at the top and you select the category guest services, you're going to be 
inundated with icons like all over the place because there's the information stuff there's um the baby care center the first aid the water fountains you know like there's all sorts of icons that appear there but it would be really great to just have little sub menus so that it's broken up by like atms bathrooms yeah photo spot wi-fi spots all that stuff right mm -hmm. so that instead of seeing all of those icons you only see the things that you want on the map similar to how you see the attractions yeah another thing that i think i would love to see in the app is the ability to give a cast member compliment yes we've done this before where we've just had a magical experience with uh different cast members throughout the resort but in order to give these cast compliments you can tweet and sometimes the Disneyland Today account will say, oh, hey, thanks for the cast compliment. Please send us a DM or please this. Mm -hmm. But if you're not into that stuff, the other way to do it is to go to City Hall, you know, to guest services um, at the front of, of California Adventure or at Disneyland. And it would just be great if you could do it all in the app. You yeah. know, because sometimes you want to give a cast member compliment, but especially if you're with kids, you walk away, you go eat, you forget. And guess what? Those cast members need those compliments, not mm -hmm. because they have fragile egos or anything, but because it's always nice to know that you're doing a great job. Oh, and yeah. cast members deal with a lot, you know, at times. And I think it's always nice to be able to uh, put them you know, in this situation where at least they're recognized for how well they're spreading the magic in, in the parks. So that would be something that I uh, would like to add. And the final thing that I feel, oh, actually, there's a couple more things uh, because we already talked about the AR with the Easter egg hunts and stuff. Um, we know, already know that we can mobile order inside of the park. I would love the ability to set reservations for the downtown Disney restaurants. So Ooh. if like, let's say we're in the park, but we know that at 5 p.m. we want to go to Black Tap. I would love the ability to end the app, you know, not just see the menu, not just know where it is in downtown Disney, but also make a reservation if some are available. Nice. Uh, the other thing is merchandise. There's a lot of merchandise that I feel like I've wanted to purchase in the park. The The merchandise is generally spread out, and it's becoming more common to see those, those pieces of merchandise in shops that are not specific to the land that they're yeah. created for. And so if you're looking for a specific pin, a specific hat, a specific, you know, spirit jersey, whatever and you're in one shop, it'd be great to just open up the app and just scan the barcode on the product and, and say like, okay, well, where can I find this? And it updates like the quantity or at least which shop has it available in the park because that way you can just quickly go, you know, reserve one or whatever the case is and make your purchase through there. It would be limited to products that are constantly in the park and not limited edition things so that people don't abuse that that mm -hmm. power to order the app but being able to order common merchandise or general like postcards or like things that you would want to send home uh or maybe even like that a service like that right where you order and they send it to your house or something uh, cool. i think those would be really great additions to the disney app i like that especially the 
picking up the the order or that was that's cool yeah i mean it would be so helpful especially considering that if you see a let's say you see this product right mm -hmm. i don't want to be carrying that thing all day long like yeah. what if you're you know like it's hard to get on attractions with the stuff i already carry like why would i want to carry <laughs> something else and yeah. then risk that it's not going to be there at the end of the day like, it would be great if you could just buy it through the app, and then you just go pick it up at the end of the day. Yeah. That's a so, good point. <laughs> anyway. that's those, those are my ideas. But, man, that parking one and, and that, like, AR, like, frames or whatever that you're creating, the different, like, lands one. Ugh. Right. I mean, I was like, I'm like, let's take it further up. Can we just turn into the 1,000 Happy Haunts? Ugh, Why I can't know. we have that? <laughs> I know. All right. Well, uh, like I said, if you've never had the opportunity to play in the Disneyland app, uh, take some time. I mean, even if you're not within the vicinity of the park, you'll still see updated attraction times. You'll still see uh, a lot of different information, uh, even if you're not specifically there. The the things you won't be able to do, obviously, is you won't be able to reserve fast passes and stuff like that. But uh, obviously, you won't be able to get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance. But uh, familiarize yourself with the app if you've uh, if you're planning a trip and you've never had the opportunity to do that. You can even buy tickets to the park inside of the app so yeah. you can save time and not stand in line and just buy them through there you know you go to the turnstile they take your picture and that way they link all your passes to the people that are there it's fantastic we love using the app uh, i wish they had a couple more games and you know i think we talked about this in the galaxy's edge episode that like with the Disney Play app, like especially when you're in Galaxy's Edge, mm -hmm. that those credits actually turn into something. Yeah, you're right. You know, that, that you have <laughs> like, like it, imagine having, uh, so kind of, you know how Amazon does lightning deals? Uh-huh. Imagine if Disney had like lightning deals on certain pins or on like food or something like that. Like, you know, come order within this time frame and get 10% off your meal or something or 15% off. And I mean, not everybody gets it, right? Yeah. If you're like, I mean, it, maybe it'll <laughs> cause more problems than not because it's like, oh, I was three <laughs> seconds over. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad idea. But anyhow. If you've had an opportunity to use the Disneyland app, join the conversation and tell us what you'd like to see and what you feel that they need to fix. Oh, that's one thing I didn't touch on. What they need to fix. It's slow. At yeah. least I feel that it's it's kind of clunky. I think it could be optimized a little bit. It's got so many features. It's absolutely fantastic, but it's kind of on the slow side. If I could suggest really anything, like on top of everything else, speed the damn thing up. <laughs> and Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Wi-Fi in the park. <laughs> Wi-Fi, <So, laughs> please. Not part of the app, but definitely we need Wi-Fi in the park. So join the conversation. Tell us what you would like to see in the app and what changes you think uh, would be great You know, to add. We'll talk about them in, in an upcoming episode. All right. Uh, I, I need to eat. So <laughs> I, I think we need to wrap this up. What do you think? Sure. All right. Uh, so that's it. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Where's your luck? Gavin from afar. <laughs> <laughs>